Drop it to the flow, drop it to the flow, drop it to the flow. Oh, it's Friday, and you know that I'ma sing you a song. What up, kids? What up, dogs? Um, it's Friday, y'all, and I'm happy to say that I made it. It kind of sucks because I had a four-day work week, so it went a little fast to me. But next week, I know I got a five-day work week, so. It's just like, you know, who came up with this whole we got to work five days a week thing anyway? Um, how's my day? I went to the gym again with my sister and my sister is still trying to have me do these weird little exercise moves. I told her my body ain't bending like that no more, girl. I just saved the moves for my husband. <laughs> no, it was a, a cool little workout. Um, then I... Watch some football. Football's back. Holla. And, uh, yeah. That was that. Um, I have seen some news today, but nothing. I don't know what it is. It's like, when I talk to y'all, everything that I read went out the window. So, let's see what we got here. Kevin Costner is getting a divorce if you care. Um, Al Pacino's girlfriend, who's 29, files for physical custody of their three-month-old son. Al Pacino don't care. His old butt. Alabama deputy kills sheriff's office employee he was dating in a murder-suicide. So sad. Mm-mm. people are like just some of these stories like that I read is just people are at their all time sickest dude I, I'm telling y'all y'all really need to pray cause I just read so many crazy stories about parents killing their kids and, and, and these are like stuff that's happening like now like recently and it's just crazy to me um the stuff I read but yeah the China guy didn't come to the G20 summit which they had already said he wasn't Hurricane Lee is now category 5 as it approaches the Caribbean those hurricanes are kind of good because it clear, cleans up all the seaweed and maybe they'll push those sharks back out so by the time I go to the beach the sharks will be way back where they belong instead of right up on the shore um the flamingos are back in Florida with the help of, of the help of the hurricane see hurricanes I mean they're kind of just good for the environment um, the Chiefs and the Lions play today, and the, Lion, and the Lions won by one point. So, welcome back to football. Jimmy Fallon shows a new person that is accused of creating a toxic place work environment. This is like the new thing for people to say about jobs, which, <laughs> you know, no comment on mine. 
But yeah. Cardi B and Meg The Stallion released a new song. Let's listen. expecting a little bit more uh kind of sounds like all the other ones Womp. I was expecting to like bounce out but it was just like Womp, 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 womp. it'll end up getting stuck in my head and I'll be singing it for y'all let's see one of the South Beach Hotels of Cleveland are plans to transform the location into affordable housing, which is interesting because it sits right on the beach. Interesting. Let's see what else we got here. 50 Cent and Ja Rule are fighting again via Instagram. Ja Rule had this thing where he was like tied to a cross and 50 Cent's like, look at this poop head is he supposed to be jesus he said wtf you can't make this stuff up so stupid then jaru was like we ain't forget enjoy those criminal charges and lawsuit dickhead (laughs) these two have been having the longest beef i'm pretty um sure that they're gonna be fighting until they like get old lady went into labor during beyonce's renaissance tour she was brave to be going there girl all them people your anxiety already had to be going through the roof i'm going to talk about this on my story time but there was a carnival cruise passenger who went missing on a ship as the ship returned to florida you already know if you've listened to me i'm not a fan of cruises but 26 year old passenger was reported missing by his family after the ship returned people be drinking and the dude probably fell off he's supposed to meet the family before breakfast and he never showed up so dude probably fell off that boat man all that rocking and drinking mm -mm. but let's get into these story times i mean these reddits because i do have some story times for y'all I can't stand when I have a whole bunch of stuff in my search history, y'all. Let me delete something right quick. I don't know why I just hate it. Okay. Hmm. People who went from being extremely attracted to someone or being indifferent or repelled, what killed it? One, if they got some bad hygiene. Two, if they're just stupid. Some people are just very stupid. And in the days of social media, people are very stupid. Everybody's talking and making points and they don't even make sense. And then if you try to use big words and you don't know how to do it, ugh, kills it for me. Um... Somebody said, getting to know them, they were a pretty unhappy and generally mean person. 
yeah some people are miserable he didn't have my back during an extremely stressful situation and I instantly fell out of love that'll do it he left a skin mark on my bed after that every time I looked at him all I saw was that skin mark dang can't even wipe his butt good reminds me of somebody that I not that I used to know but somebody that I used to know that somebody said their husband used to do that all the time it's just funny what's something you were told you were grow out of but never did uh, I mean cartoons I still love watching cartoons somebody said acne cartoons see video games yeah I still play video games I love getting video games I don't know like when people are stressed out and you feel like you want to go postal just pull up call of duty or something dude it will cure you it will cure you and it's very cool because they're adding like Snoop Dogg on the games and Nicki Minaj like who wouldn't want to like pop those characters on the game let's see this is interesting women who choose to be more traditional in their values and lifestyle choices do you feel silenced or looked down on in today's social climate today's social climate is wild between women and men and as far as me i i see myself as a traditional wife like i very much you know want my husband to be the lead because he's a man he's stronger um you know, but we both have our strengths as far as things that we do in our relationship. But like, if it's some a noise or a leak or something like that, I mean, I'll tell my husband, I'll even help him, but I want him to fix it. Like we have traditional roles within our marriage, but if you ask my husband, he'd say it's 50, 50, but we are living in a time where women are tired of being bossed around and men are tired, I guess, of being used as they like to say so if you're a traditional wife in today's society or traditional woman it's crazy out here um some women said i consider myself traditional in a way like when a man courts me i allow it to happen i get turned off if a man wants to go 50 50 with me and i try to avoid such men the reason why i do is because i know provider men exist Many women I know are married to these men and want to find someone like that too. I'm still going to focus on my career because I know I can't be 100% relying on a man. He could pass away, cheat on me, etc. So I will try to succeed in whichever career I choose to, but I still want it to be provided for. I don't want, I don't care what other women think of me. And see, this one's interesting too because um, I don't think you should settle and like, but I do know that we are living in a recession. So you might have to kick in some money like that to me is like expecting the man to pay for everything i think it's goals but it's kind of in today's world that we live in i don't know if it's practical but shout out to y'all that's still holding out i mean shoot i want my husband to pay all my bills too child 
but when you get a man that's doing everything guess what else you getting a stressed out man girl and in today's world good luck with that where do single straight men hang out let's see where y'all at at home away from people dance lessons cooking classes hiking meetups local pool league yeah you go and pool you're gonna get a whole bunch of cat daddies pool halls bowling alleys i can see bowling alley car shows yeah car show music stores hobby shops etc that is smart because you want a man with a hobby so that's a good idea and he might be a nerd Somebody said a hardware store look confused and some man will come help you. Or Lally asked where to work what tool should do, like act like you don't know what to do. Smart. Thanks for these tips. Shoot, go fishing, you'll find a man out there. that a woman wants to go out alone in the woods <laughs> but it'd be perfect if we lived in a safe world it'd be easier to like find a man martial arts wrestling boxing kickboxing i just feel like when you when you say the gym i feel like if you meet a man in there then i feel like everybody's meeting men in there golf courses yeah that can be smart Shooting range, too. There you go, ladies. I do like the hobby one, though. Hmm, what are some things you shouldn't share with your wife no matter what? Let me see what they are saying. <laughs> Buffalo wings, fries. My husband shares his food. When you say you have to poop or are gone for 30 minutes instead of pooping, you're really sitting on your throne scrolling through. Yeah. They said cheating. If she died, who you would remarry? Are you already thinking about your wife dying? That you think she's put on a couple of pounds? Yeah, y'all shouldn't say that. There's other ways to suggest your wife working out. Sometimes I go to Baskin Robbins secretly without the wife and kids to have a nice couple of scoops. Hey, we do it to y'all too. When When my husband goes to work, I be having me all kind of stuff. Dang, that you're not sexually attracted to her anymore, especially if you don't plan on leaving. If it's weight or something like that, focus on improving that on yourself. Oh, so you shouldn't tell you're not sexually attracted to her, even if you're not planning on leaving. Interesting. So you suffer in silence. 
these are interesting but let's get into these story times because it's friday and i don't want to keep y'all too long let's see here let's have then uh uh We've reached into our newsroom here of a nine-year-old Tucson girl. Now, the child's name has not been released, but we've been following her story since March when her mother and grandmother were charged with child abuse. Now, felony murder charges have been added. News for Tucson's Lupita Murillo has the details. According to the medical examiner, the girl died from a long-standing lice infestation, which brought on anemia. According to court documents, on March 14th, the child's mother, Sandra Krakovich, messages her boyfriend saying she needs to take her daughter to the ER, but they never went. A week later, she messages her boyfriend, quote, OMG, babe, listen, I'm in my room and my mom was calling me. Her daughter's name is redacted, was asking if I could check her pulse to make sure she isn't dying. The boyfriend urges her to take her daughter to the ER, but again, Krakovich does not. The little girl died two and a half hours later. The report goes on to say the mother admits that if she had sought medical care, her daughter would still be alive. She says she avoided getting help because of the girl's lice infestation. Court documents also show the mother admitted her daughter had been sick since March 15th, describing symptoms of vomiting, fever, headache, difficulty breathing, and balance issues when walking. Police were called to this Eastside apartment complex on March 22nd. Two other children were also in the house. They are now staying with family members. Both of those children also had severe lice infestations and were helping care for the sister who died. Investigators report the home was dirty and in a general state of disarray. The victim's mother remains behind bars in the Pima County Jail on a $55,000 bond. The grandmother was released to pretrial services on March 25th. That's crazy, man. That's wild. Okay, so everybody knows Cash App is down. She's dead. Um, Well, not forever, but just for right now. You can't send money. You cannot receive money. You can't lock your card. You can't unlock your card. If you have money on your card and your card is unlocked and you swipe it, it's still not going to work. Now, people keep saying, oh, if we log out of our Cash App and log back in, I'll be able to. No, the whole app is malfunctioning. The Cash App people they made a statement on their twitter saying they're trying to troubleshoot the issue they don't even know what's going on so you logging out of your cash app and then being pissed that you can't log back in is dumb and goofy of you it is because now you can't see if somebody takes your money now you won't know if your card gets swiped someplace else or your money gets moved someplace else until you finally can get into your cash app but yeah if that happened to you you deserve that you deserve to not know what's going on with your cash app because that's common sense hey what's wrong with her People's cash up ain't working and you wishing them to get scammed. That's messed up. Come on, where you calling me from, love? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, how old are you? I'm 30. 30, what you do for a living? A personal trainer. Personal trainer. Do you have any children? No. No. Um, what's your zodiac sign? I'm an Aquarius, so it's, it's kind of funny. It's Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. My sister's gonna trip out that I'm on here right now. Uh, it's Kamari, right? Yeah, Kamari. Don't be offended, but I want to just start off to get clear. Who are yeah. you working for tonight? Uh, women. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, what? now, ladies, this I, I gotta talk to you to deep dive, but you're passing a lot of the aesthetic uh, requirements. You're attractive. You're in shape. 
you're 30, you have no kids, let me get to know you better. What kind of woman are you looking for, Kamari? Well, first, I'm going to throw you for a loop. So I'm a trans man. Um, so that's why I know kids. Um, Kamari, I would have never known you was born a woman. Yeah, my like like I said, my sis, like I said, my sister's gonna trip. Cause I said I'm gonna try it tonight. I I just hit it. Aquarius yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. A fine ass trans man. <laughs> I appreciate that. I know a lot. Let me tell you, I got to get into this conversation. What did you begin your transition? Um, about eight years ago. I want to say it's almost eight years. Come March 31st, it'll be eight years. What about the voice? Uh, it just kind of dropped, I guess, along the process. You look good. I would have never known. Thank you. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Okay, so you're looking for women, but right. you... I have a question. You can just say I'm not going to answer it. Um, have you had surgery everywhere? Um, I, I honestly... I haven't had surgeries. I'll just be honest, because like I said, you know, I'm on here because I'm looking for a wife. Um, so no, you know, no surgeries, just hard work in the gym. Okay. Yeah. We are now at the Kendra Ken. Okay. So it's time for the Kendra Ken. They they want to see you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. You know, I never thought that this stuff would last. But the way that these real men is acting these days, I can see why these trans men are becoming popular. And I hate to, I hate that for society, but I'm very distraught about how real men are acting these days. It's crazy out here, y'all. These these arguments between men and women it is at an all-time high and we hate each other more than ever. So I can see now how these trans people are just creeping in. Like, I might as well try that. Cause I don't know, man. I've been very disturbed by the heterosexual world lately. It's been crazy. I'm not switching teams, but I'm just saying, I, I fear for society. I saw this video i want to research michael jackson's autopsy and i read all 57 pages of it so i want to share with you guys what i read michael jackson was found unconscious in his home in 2009 and was transferred to ucla medical where he was pronounced dead due to an acute propofol intoxication slash overdose propofol is an anesthesia that he was using to be able to fall asleep at night something a lot of people might not also know is that his death was ruled a homicide because there was no attempt at resuscitation at the time he was found and also that doctor that was giving him this had no business doing this i'm about to share with you guys everything that was found on him and inside of him at the time of death starting with this list of medications he was prescribed things like benequin which was an ointment slash lotion for depigmentation of the skin he was prescribed clonazepam which is a pill for insomnia he was also taking diazepam which is also known as valium which is a pill for anxiety like xanax he was also taking flomax which is a medication for enlarged prostates he was prescribed lidocaine which is a local anesthetic he was also prescribed lorazepam and temazepam which is another medication used to treat insomnia and he was also taking trazodone which is an antidepressant that can also help with sleep and can also help with anxiety so in the toxicology findings page it does state that propofol lorenzepam lidocaine diazepam and 
all these other PAMs that I really can't pronounce were found on him or inside of him in his urine, in his blood, or in his stomach. It also states the fact that he had a condom catheter. He had a prominent interventical median lobe enlargement, meaning he had urinary retention and it was very difficult for him when he had to go to the bathroom or pee. Sometimes it would just come out. That's why he had that condom catheter that was obviously attached to his penis and it was attached to his thigh. And then it states he had intervacular catheters of the left neck and both femoral regions. So up here you can see the cause of death, which is acute propofol intoxication. And down here you could say the other contributions not related to the immediate cause of death. Benzodiazepine effect, also known as benzo, which is the depressant compound chemical drug that made him not wake up pause if you want to read of course but this is basically the page that's telling you everything that was found on him like the abrasions and punctures of the right neck both arms left calf and right ankle the condom catheter his neuropathology shows mild cerebral vascular congestion mild brain swelling his pulmonary pathology shows marked respiratory bronchitis a couple pages after that um it shows that there was a three-fourth scar behind the left ear and scar-like area behind the right ear at the posterior base of the neck are two downloping scar-like areas measuring three to one-fourth inch on the left and three inches on the right dark skin skin decoloration resembling a tattoo on the anterior half of the scalp and pink tattoo on the region of the lips i'm running out of time but let me know if y'all want me to keep reading his autopsy or y'all can just honestly go look it up and read it for yourself peace i'm not reading michael jackson's autopsy but clearly from everything he was going through he definitely was in some pain but it's just sad how he went out i went on a blind date with a woman in a wheelchair before and it this wasn't my fault this time listen Everybody told me before I met her she was cool. They just never told me she was in a wheelchair. And in actuality, it didn't matter, but they just didn't tell me that. So when she got to Red Lobster, it was unexpected or whatever. But once I saw her, the whole physical aspect of sleeping with her that same day stuff went out the window to me. But it did not go out the window to her. Anybody who know me know we're going to have a good conversation. We're going to have a cool conversation. It's going to be a-okay. It's going to be good because I don't care. And you're coming out of your comfort zone talking about random things that you may not talk about with somebody else. So the conversation and dinner went cool. And I'm like, all right, the night over with, I'm about to go to the crib. She wanted me to come back to her crib. I'm like, all right, nothing, no big deal. So I go. I get there. She don't waste no time. I got there 20 minutes after her because I wanted her to be able to get to her spot without me trying to help and assist anything like that. Because I know that could be annoying with somebody seeing you in a wheelchair or something. They're constantly trying to help you. So I actually delayed 20 minutes before I got there. As soon as I got up to the apartment, she was like, so, uh, yeah, you're going to drop them drawers? Automatically, I'm like, what? This woman says, I know you don't think because I'm in a wheelchair, I can't get busy. I'm like, what? Now, this may come off insensitive. I mean, I'm warning you in advance. But I'm like, I'm about to flip your legs behind your head and fling you all through this. I'm about to bend you on your chair and then thrust you around your room. You just do not know. But my first response to her was, are you sure you want to do that? Because at this time, I'm like 26, 27. I'm feeling myself physically. I know what I'm capable of doing physically now. The men and man stuff is gone. It's, it's out of there. Mentally, I'm that guy. So she's still wolfing. She's like, you need to be scared of me because I go ham. And me, someone who's never done this before, I'm trying to, like, calculate how this is going to work in my head while she's still barking. Because now in my head, if you give me guap guap 3000, you're going to have to put the brakes on your wheelchair because I'm going to be pushing you backwards. Even better, put it against a wall because I don't want it to tilt backwards. Again, I'm thinking these things. I'm not saying it, but she's still talking big smack. She says she's going to have me running back. I'm like, I'm going to have you rolling back. Then I paused because I realized I said something wrong. But she didn't even catch it. She was just like, 
Go ahead. Get naked. I felt so degraded because it was like, you're treating me like a stripper right now, lady. So, again, I'm asking, are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm, I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to hold back. I know there are certain limitations, but I'm about to beat this into a wall. And she would not stop barking. She was talking so much smack, the Rocky music started playing in my head. Because I'm about to hang her up and beat her like some dead meat. <laughs> Listen, she was like, don't play with me, boy. I finally about to get some. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at him. The fact that he didn't discriminate. I love it. Now at 5.30, a family cruise ending with troubling questions after one passenger can't be found. Everyone seemed to enjoy their cruise with Carnival. But when the ship docked at Port Miami, they couldn't find one of their family members. Local 10's Roy Ramos is live with this developing story. And what a mystery this is, Roy. It really is, Christy. Uh, Christy and Janice, the U.S. Coast Guard was out here. They searched this area with their helicopter. Miami-Dade police officers even boarded this vessel, but they were unable to locate this man. Well, two days have now passed, and his family continues to search for him. You were looking at 26-year-old Kevin McGrath. Relatives said he was aboard the Carnival Conquest cruise ship with family, celebrating his father's 60th birthday, but when it came time to disembark the ship Monday, he was nowhere to be found. It's at Port Miami where the Conquest docked. His brother Andre told me he was the last to see him around 2 a.m. in his cabin, number 1326. It has now been two days since he was first reported missing, and the search continues. The U.S. Coast Guard was notified Labor Day and began an extensive search of the waters around the port with a helicopter. Miami-Dade police said they also had detectives go on board to investigate, but after reviewing surveillance cameras and overboard alerts, nothing was found. Ultimately, the all-clear was given to depart. We reached out to Carnival, who provided us with this statement that read in part, The guest was not located on board despite an extensive search. The guest was not detected by surveillance systems, including U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, during debarkation process. Miami-Dade police eventually cleared the ship to sail. The Carnival care team is supporting the guest's family. And when I spoke with that man's sister, I did ask her if he had any medical conditions. She said he did not, which makes all of this really out of the ordinary. They say he's never done this sort of thing before. He was last seen wearing a black T-shirt, black shorts, and gray tennis shoes. If you have any information about his whereabouts, you're urged to contact the Miami-Dade Police Department or the U.S. Coast Guard. For now, here at Port Miami, Roy Ramos, Local 10 News. That dude fell off, I'll tell y'all. I be telling people all the time, man. They following my pages. They watching me. They got me on surveillance. And then, you know, I don't mind that though, cause I know what my enemies are. You know, I know, I know the game. I know what my enemies is. I know what I'm up against. But my biggest problem is be when the same people I stand for and fight for when they fight against me. They want to come argue. They want to come defend these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers will blow your fucking head off. They will kill me, my brother. They will. They gonna kill your grandmama. They don't give a fuck about us. So when there's somebody that got balls to stand up against them, y'all supposed to support them at, at all costs. They don't gotta agree with anything I say, but the support and love gotta be real, cause these motherfuckers at war with us. If they'll do that all because I made posts and spoke against Trump, then what you think they'll do, you know what I mean? But it's some real shit. But I ain't no bitch. That's what they, that, that what they gonna learn. I ain't, I ain't the one. On for nothing. On for death. On for nothing.
Today makes seven years since the untimely demise of local community advocate slash civil rights leader. On September 6, 2016, Darren Seals was found shot and burnt to death in his new model Jeep Wrangler. Here are a few things about this case that don't sit well with us. Number one, the investigation was poorly conducted. Evidence from the scene was still there, including burnt pieces of his car and the GPS module of the vehicle. Instead of authorities properly securing the crime scene, family and friends were able to walk through the crime scene, jeopardizing the integrity of the investigation. Number two, it took the fire department hours to put out the fire. For such a small vehicle, although they had multiple fire departments there, the vehicle continued to burn. As if it had some type of chemical agent on it. Allegedly, the vehicle had napalm on it. That's why it was difficult to distinguish the fire. Number three, witnesses' account were never followed up on. Multiple witnesses stated that they seen two men, black and white, getting out of daring vehicle before setting it on fire. Be local. We heard several different stories. That it was in a house hit because Daring would never let certain people get close. Two months before he was killed on July 8th, a meeting was held at the Forest Park Pavilion. Where his opening statement was, I don't have much time left. I know they're going to kill me soon. But I'm not afraid of death. He went on to mention that he was being watched by the FBI and the truth is he was being watched. He was constantly being pulled over and harassed by every municipal city police force in St. Louis. He went on to mention that he was ready to switch the narrative from fighting police brutality to buying back the block. Days before he was murdered, he always claimed he had confidential paperwork on the Black Lives Matter movement. How they were receiving millions of dollars on behalf of the local activist and community. He knew, and so did people living in that community, that the funds received were misappropriated. He was opposing Black Lives Matter as they hijacked the Ferguson movement and made millions. Before he had released the information on Black Lives Matter, he was found deceased. Years may have gone by, but we're still asking what happened to Darren Seals. But yeah, Black Lives Matter campaign, zero, all these motherfuckers, man, they making millions of dollars. They ain't talking about no little chump change. They ain't talking about no petty money. It was petty shit. I still call them out, but it wouldn't be a big deal. Like, these motherfuckers is eating. Cars, houses. You know what I mean? They driving around in nice, nice vehicles. All of the fact Mike Brown died. And it's the long and it's the long term effects of it. If they willing to keep selling our kids out every time they die for a little money, what's gonna stop these white folks, these cops? You know, what's gonna stop these people from killing these babies? I mean, Black Lives Matter went out bad and it is definitely riddled with all kind of conspiracy, thievery, uh, everything that happens in most organizations, but it's really sad because it was supposed to represent something good, but it's definitely been compromised. Okay, so y'all know I usually get up on TikTok and make videos of like me getting my hair done or like fashion content and stuff like that, but obviously I was going, I got my hair done today and I was going to post a video, obviously, but I'm not even in the mood no more. So, basically, I had got a um, Lyft, and everybody know that, like, I feel unsafe and uncomfortable riding Ubers and Lyft because, like, I feel like they hire anybody. They don't do background checks for nobody and stuff like that either, so I feel really unsafe about it. And, like, that would be my last transportation to take, basically. So, I called a Lyft from me getting my hair done or whatever, and my first driver was a black person, so... 
he was black and he was young, and I'd be feeling more safe with my type of people because I like black people know how other black people think. So that's why I say that I feel more safe with people that's like my race. Cool. So they had changed my driver to a um, Caucasian person, and he had a black GMC trunk. And I'm gonna try to insert pictures in if I could. Okay, this the person right here. Everybody knows that when you ride um, Uber or Lyft, you only get a black truck when it's luxury rides. Like, it gives you the option to pick, and everybody knows, like, well, in Chicago, you know if you're ordering a black truck, it's an event. So I pretty much didn't think too much of, of receiving a black truck up until now, and that would have been the first thing that made me feel like I or weird about the whole drive as a whole, and I would have just canceled the ride. Okay, the man arrived to my um, location where I was at to pick me up, and I opened the door. I get up in the car. Um, he like um, he repeat my address back to me, and I'm like, yeah. So I just start feeling real drowsy, and like I can feel like in my throat, like it was like a real strong scent, as if he sprayed something in the air before I got up in the car, and it was pitch black inside the truck. So. I asked him, I'm like, can you raise the window down? He ignored me. And I asked again, like, can you raise the window down? Because at this point, I can't breathe. And I already got a weak immune system as it is. So, on top of that, I have a cold as well. So, I keep asking him. I asked him maybe about three times, can he raise the window down? And he proceeds to say no. Like, he kept denying it. So, I see a gas station coming up. And I'm like, oh, can you stop at the gas station? He say no again. So, at this point, my body is, like, really numb, and I just can feel like it's something wrong. Like, I just know for a fact it's something wrong. So, I opened the door. Thank God that the doors was unlocked. I, um, I opened the doors. I jumped up out the moving um, truck or whatever, and I ran across the street. I just ran. I kept running, and I got up in the gas station. And as I'm running, as I jumped out, he sped off. He turned. He sped off. Like, you would think, like... He'll try to like figure out what's going on, but you just, I just felt like my life was in danger and I just did not know like, like what his intentions were with me. Like, if that makes sense, like I just didn't know at the point my first man was telling me to jump out and that's exactly what I did. So I jumped out, I go in the gas station, I started calling my mom, I called my boyfriend, I called my brother. And I'm just calling all of them, letting them know, like, what's going on. But in the mix of me calling, I'm still, like, just watching my surroundings as a whole because I'm, I was in a location that I wasn't really familiar with as it was. And it was, this happened about, like, let me check and see what's happening. Happen. This happened around, like, 8.30, going on there. So, yeah, I had, um, end up calling my mommy and stuff like that. But I don't even want to talk about that part about, um, me calling my family and stuff like that, but I just want to insert some pictures of me um, contacting Lyft and letting them know, like, about the situation and what they had to say back to me. Like, everything I said to y'all, I told Lyft, and this is what they had to say to me. So, they basically said, like, this sort of behavior is something we absolutely do not tolerate on the Lyft platform. Please know that any... Um, hold on. This is what they had to say to me. Please know that any future reports of this of this nature may result in your account removal from the Lyft platform. If you have any questions or concerns, please reply directly to this message. And this is what I told them 
back. I said, you decided to say my account will be removed if I ever jumped out a moving vehicle when I'm telling you this man tried to abduct me and he had a chemical sprayed in the air that almost caused me to pass out. Are you serious? I asked him to raise the window down and he constantly denied after I asked multiple times. So basically I told um, them what happened or whatever and they told me and respond like, they dug deeper into the situation and basically my account will be removed because they don't tolerate the behavior or the actions that I took of jumping out the moving vehicle, which doesn't make sense to me because I'm telling Lyft, like this man tried to kidnap me. Basically, in so many words, the man tried to kidnap me and I'm not taking it back. Like I don't feel bad about anything. I shouldn't feel bad about it in the first place because like the, the scent or the chemical that he sprayed in the air before I got inside that car, which he had to do it before I got up in, it was so strong to the point that I get home and my face is burning, my nose is burning, and I still feel it inside of my body, like, as if I got maced. And if y'all y'all know when y'all got maced, y'all know how I feel, like, y'all face just burning and stuff. So I told them, like, that's bogus, like, Y'all more concerned about me move, me jumping out of a moving, moving vehicle, but y'all not concerned about my safety. And that's why I always tell people, like, I don't ride in Ubers. I do not ride in lifts. And that would be my last source of transportation I would take before I ever get around to getting a different type of transportation. Just know I would never take no lift or no um, Uber. And, yeah, that's, um, that's some of the story. She should have definitely went to the hospital because they would have been able to detect something if if it was something sprayed. Um, hopefully, you know this dude. She did show his picture and everything like that. Hopefully, somebody else is aware and alerted by this. But that's wild. Um, you guys, that is it for us. The weekend is nigh. You guys have an amazing weekend. I pray that you are safe and that you have an awesome, awesome weekend. Toodles.